Welcome to Jazz Piano Skills. I'm Dr. Bob Lawrence. It's time to discover, learn, and play jazz piano. Well, we have survived another week, literally. It is absolutely amazing what is happening in our country and around the world. And with that being said, I just want to mention how thrilled I am to be able to spend some time with all of you each and every week, to be able to close my office door, to shut out the world, even even if it's for just one hour, and to focus on sharing with you my thoughts, my experience, my insights, my passion, and my love for the study and playing of jazz piano. It's an enormous blessing. And as it is with all blessings, they become more apparent, more deeply felt, and profoundly appreciated and cherished at times of crisis. I know the last few weeks have been very difficult for everyone, and that we all need uh, we all need a break in the action, so to speak, to keep our minds and spirit healthy. So I'm grateful. I'm very grateful for this time I get to spend with you. And I hope and I pray that Jazz Piano Skills and this podcast provides for you a healthy and uplifting escape from our current challenges as well. All of that to just simply say thank you. I enjoy preparing these podcast episodes and sharing them with you. And I appreciate you being a listener. I appreciate your support. Thank you. Last week, I let you know that I am now developing and publishing some free jazz piano guides that you can download from Jazz Piano Skills. I just want to remind you, just simply go to Jazz Piano Skills and click on the link in the menu bar that runs across the top of the page. It's called Shop. The link is called Shop. And that link will take you directly to the Jazz Piano Skills store where you'll see the various categories of educational materials. And the very first category is, is called Free Guides. Just click on that link, Free Guides, and you can begin downloading the guides you want to add to your jazz education library. The free guides cover essential tips and insights that everyone needs to be aware of when studying jazz piano. So be sure to download your copy to have handy as a reference when you're practicing. I am super excited to let you know that this week I launched a new service to complement each podcast episode. I'm Literally, I'm constantly, each and every week, looking at ways to make this podcast better and to make it more interactive between you and me. So with that in mind, I implemented this week, and I've now started using a platform called SpeakPipe. Now, this is some very cool technology. SpeakPipe allows you to leave me a voicemail message with one simple click. It is extremely cool, and it promotes easy and frequent engagement between you and me. So feel free to reach out to me anytime with questions, thoughts, ideas that you have regarding any specific podcast episode, any jazz piano related topics, or or just simply to say hi. I would absolutely love that. 
you will see the SpeakPipe widget nestled alongside every podcast episode on the Jazz Piano Scales website. So when you're listening to an episode and you have a thought or a question that is triggered by something I'm presenting, you can connect with me immediately. How cool is that? And what's really cool is you send me a quick voicemail message and I can, in return, send you one. So it's like we have a dialogue back and forth online. It's as close to real time as we're going to get. It's great technology, and I hope you will use it. I look forward to hearing your voice, too. Now, as always, I want to remind you as well that there is a supplemental educational guide available for this podcast episode. I develop one for each of my podcast episodes because many of you are visual learners. Many of you love to see the jazz piano skill concept that I am presenting and teaching today written using traditional musical uh, music notation. So therefore, I developed these edu- educational guides that are available for you to download. And these guides are in all 12 keys. So, you know, today... I I always select a certain key that I'm going to demonstrate and teach within, but the guides themselves illustrate the concepts, the jazz piano skill concept in all 12 keys. Definitely a great resource to add to your jazz piano materials. Again, just go to jazzpianoskills.com. You'll see the podcast link in the menu that runs across the top of the page. Click on it. You'll see all the podcast episodes. You'll see SpeakPipe alongside each one of those podcast episodes. And you'll also see the download link for the educational guide that goes along with each episode. When you are there at Jazz Piano Skills, take a second and check out the Jazz Piano Skills courses. Um, Well worth your time. These, These are exceptional educational courses that are very comprehensive. They explore a specific jazz piano skill uh, in all 12 keys. Uh, They use video demonstrations as well, and uh, very thorough. I'm very excited about the courses, and and a lot more courses are currently in development as well and will be published this year. So take a look at the courses. If you have any questions, uh, please let me know. You can send me a speak pipe, and I'm happy to respond back to you. So... um, Check them out. I'll have some more information about the Jazz Piano Skills courses as well as the supplemental guides at the end of this podcast. Also, Jazz Piano Skills forums, another great way to interact, not just with me, but with other Jazz Piano Skills listeners. And um, as I mention each and every week, it is a phenomenal way to learn and to share. So uh, we're starting to get a little more traction out there, a lot of, little, little more activity. Uh, we need a whole lot more. So please take time when you're poking around jazz piano skills to look at the forums, check it out, and to uh, engage and interact. And again, there's a forum that is specifically put together for each podcast episode. So you can ask very, uh, very specific and de- detailed questions regarding that jazz piano skill being taught within that jazz piano podcast. So 
let's get down to business. Let's uh, discover, learn, and play some jazz piano. I want to stress, as always, that regardless of where you are in your jazz journey, a beginner, an intermediate player, an advanced player, or even an, an experienced professional, you will find this podcast lesson to be very beneficial. So here we go. This week, we are going to explore minor chromaticism, part one. In this lesson, we are going to discover minor chromaticism. We are going to learn what it is and how to begin using it to develop improvisational lines. And we are going to play minor chromaticism using various patterns from the root, from the third, and from the fifth of the sound. So to begin, let's talk about minor chromaticism. First of all, this is a phrase that you will rarely hear, if at all. I say this because I have never seen the phrase used in books or in any written material. I've never seen anyone teach it or even mention it. In fact, if you brought it up to a music teacher, you would probably get a response, something similar to this. This is what you, this is what you would hear. Minor chromaticism. What in the world are you talking about? The chromatic scale isn't major or minor or any other sound of music. It's atonal. It's simply every note of our tuning system played ascending and descending. I'm not sure where you heard such a foolish phrase. If you heard it from a music teacher, your music teacher, then I would strongly recommend you begin an immediate search for a new teacher. Pronto. ASAP. Get a new teacher. <laughs> so <laughs> that's what you're gonna hear. That's what you're gonna hear, right? So what gives? Why do I use this phrase? What do I mean when I say minor chromaticism? Well, here's my answer. Every, and I mean every jazz piano skill that you are introduced to should be introduced to you in relation to a musical sound. Major, dominant, minor, half diminished, diminished. Every jazz skill that you set out to practice should be practiced in the context of a musical sound. Again, major, dominant, minor, half diminished, diminished. If you are practicing a jazz piano skill void of a musical sound, then you are not practicing that skill correctly. Let me say that again. If you are practicing a jazz piano skill void of a musical sound, you are not practicing that skill correctly. You are not practicing the jazz piano skill in such a way that it's going to bear any kind of fruit. It will remain just a skill that produces very little, if any at all, positive musical results. Quite simply, practicing it will be a massive waste of your time. And I don't know about you, but I hate wasting time, especially 
valuable practice time. Now, with that being said, the chromatic scale, when practiced in relation to a minor sound, takes on a minor tonality. Likewise, when practiced in relation to a major sound, the chromatic scale will take on a major tonality, and so on. You see, the chromatic scale, like all jazz panel scales, becomes meaningful, it becomes useful, it becomes beneficial when practiced in the context of a musical sound. I'm excited because today, the chromatic scale becomes for you much, much more than an exercise lacking a tonal center, a tonal music. Today, it becomes an essential part of a minor improvisational idea, an improvisational minor motif. So let's do this. Let's discover, learn, and play Minor Chromaticism, Part 1. So sit back, relax, turn on your ears. Here we go. So let's start with the chromatic scale itself, right? So starting, well, first, the chromatic scale. It's every note of our tuning system. So starting on the note C, if we just travel in half steps, C sharp, D, D sharp, E, F, F sharp, G, G sharp, A, A sharp, B, C. There you go. I went from C to C playing every note. So that's it. That's the chromatic scale. So the fingering for that typically is one, three, one, three, one, two, three, one, three, one, three, one, two. And you can Google, just Google that chromatic scale fingerings for piano. There's Plenty of wonderful charts and diagrams for that. So typically, the chromatic scale is just taught as kind of like a fingering exercise. And from C to C. And back down. And that's it. And maybe they, your teacher will have you play two octaves, chromatic scale. But that typically is the beginning and the end of the teaching for that skill. How sad, so much lost, if we just treat the chromatic scale as simply a fingering exercise going up and down the piano. And like I just mentioned, we're going to take that chromatic scale and we're going to actually play it in relationship to a sound. And today we're going to use a minor sound. I'm going to use C minor. So what I want you to do now is think of your C minor chord in your left hand. There's my C minor, C, E flat, G, B flat. And I'm going to play the chromatic scale, but I'm going to snap it apart. I'm going to think of it in fragments. So I'm going to play it from the root to the third. And then I'm going to play it from the third to the fifth. And then I'm going to play it from the 5th to the 7th. 
So that's how I would practice it. If I was just going to physically practice it as kind of a technique exercise, I would play the chord in the left hand, and I would snap it apart in the fragments from root to third, from third to fifth, and from fifth to seventh. So again, it sounds like this. So now I'm seeing that chromatic scale in relationship to a minor sound, specifically the C minor sound. So today, we are going to take that approach where we snap that chromatic scale apart and we work on it within the, the range of the root to the third, third to the fifth, fifth to the seventh. And we're going to create um, 12, 12 melodic ideas, 12 melodic patterns that you can practice, not just over C minor, but you will have the understanding to be able to transfer that to F minor, to B flat minor, and so on, to all 12 minor chords, all 12 minor sounds. So if you've been a frequent listener, you already know that I like doing things using four types of motion. Ascending, ascending motion, ascending, descending motion, descending, descending, and descending, ascending. And we're going to use those four types of motion today to develop our minor chromaticism melodic ideas. So here's how this is going to work. For instance, starting with the root, I'm going to play my C minor sound in my left hand, a voicing. And I'm going to play up chromatically from the root to the third. And I'm just going to use eighth notes. One and two and. One and two and. Then I'm going to come out of that with a minor arpeggio. Starting on the fifth and going up to the third. So this is ascending, ascending, right? Chromaticism. Ascending from the root to the third, minor arpeggio ascending from the fifth to the third. It inverted shape, second inversion. So the pattern's going to go like this. There's my chromaticism up to the third. Now my minor arpeggio from my G up to the third, C, E flat. So I get... That's it. Again. But now I need to put the correct feel with that, right? Wow, now that's starting to sound like a jazz line. So, what I want to do right now is bring in the ensemble. That's going to be the pattern that I use. I'm going to just play that pattern. I'm bringing in the ensemble. I'm going to have my bass, my drums, a little guitar with me. Nice, comfortable tempo at around 120, so I'm not going to try to play fast. Notice I'm not going to doodle. I'm just going to play the pattern. I'm going to make it focus. Remember our abs? Focus on articulation and balance, right, and my sound. So I'm going to focus on making that idea, that pattern swing. I want it to sound like jazz. So I'm going to use chromaticism from the root to the third. I'm going to come out of that chromatic idea with an arpeggio, minor arpeggio, from the fifth up to the third, 
using the second inversion. So here we go. Let's listen to it, and then we'll talk about it. Here we go. stinking cool, right? It's amazing, right? The great ideas are typically simple ideas. In fact, I'm going to tell you a really quick story. The very first transcription I ever did was Red Garland's Foggy Day in London Town off his album Garland and uh, Red. And um, I was stunned. That transcription, if it taught me anything, it taught me the simplicity of how Red Garland would approach a melodic idea, a line. He would outline chord changes, and he's playing chord tones, but yet the way he would approach playing them, his articulation, his balance, his sound, sounded so amazingly hip, so cool, that I was actually in denial. I was thinking like, man, no, that's, that, can't, that can't be right. There has to be more going on here than that, because that's just way too simple. So what you're going to find out in today's lesson, these nice, simple little ideas... When you understand intellectually what you're doing, how you're incorporating uh, chromaticism alongside a simple minor arpeggio, and then you play that with the correct articulation and the correct feel, all of a sudden you sound like a jazz pianist because you're playing the ideas and the, um, the motion and the feel that jazz pianists play. Okay, so now here we go with pattern two. We're going, to use, we're going to start with chromaticism, and we're going to ascend from the third to the flat five, to the G flat. So it's going to go E flat, E, F, G flat. Again, in eighth notes, one and two and. And then we're going to come right out of that. We're going to move right through that flat five to the fifth of C minor, G, and go right up our, our minor arpeggio again to the C to the E flat. So again, in second inversion, the triad is in second inversion. So it's going to sound like this. One and two and three and four. All eighth notes, straight up, but with a jazz articulation. Okay, so let's listen to this. We're going to bring the ensemble back in. Again, I'm playing at real comfortable tempo, 120, and I'm going to play just the pattern and focus on making it sound like jazz. Here we go.
Wow. Don't know what to say. I, I don't, in fact, I don't need to say anything. That's just good. That's just great, plain, great idea, great sound, right? So now, pattern number three, we're going to use the same approach, ascending, ascending. We're going to start our minor chromaticism starting on the G, the fifth of C minor, and ascending in eighth notes up to the seventh. So we're going up to that B flat, G up to B flat. We're going to come right out of that with a C minor arpeggio starting on the note C, E flat, and G. So there's our, our C minor triad in root position. So we get... Nice idea. Now, I did that several times for a reason. I don't even need a background. You should be able to sit at your piano and just play that. And you should be able to hear drums and bass and guitar in the background, even though they're not there, and play with the right feel and the art, right articulation. And it will sound great. So here we go. I'm going to bring the ensemble back in. Pattern number three, ascending, ascending, chromaticism from the fifth to the seventh, up to the seventh, followed by the C minor arpeggio in root position, C, E flat, G. Let's take a listen. I think you're going to like it. Here we go. stuff. Wow. So now you have the idea, right? We took ascending, ascending motion, launching from the root, from the third, and from the fifth of the C minor sound. We use chromaticism on the first half of the measure, followed by a minor arpeggio on the second half of the measure. Ascending, ascending, root, third, fifth, with chromaticism on the first half of the measure, followed by the arpeggio, minor arpeggio on the second. So now we're going to apply that exact same structure, that exact same format, the exact same thought process with ascending, descending motion. So our first pattern using this motion is going to start on our root, on our C. We're going to ascend chromatically again to the, to the third... Now we're going to descend using our minor arpeggio. So I'm going to go drop down to my C, middle C, and then descend that minor arpeggio to G to E flat. 
I love this because this is going to force you to get your left hand out of the way and you're going to play a melodic idea that actually extends down into the octave below middle C. So you get this. Notice how I release my left hand to get it out of the way to complete that melodic idea? That's it. So I have ascending to the third, descending C minor arpeggio in, sec uh, in first inversion, C, G, E flat. Okay, time for our ensemble. Let's make this swing. Let's make this sound like jazz. Here we go. See, so as you're as you're beginning to see, and we're only we're not even halfway through here with these patterns. You're beginning to see there is so much that can be developed here with regards to your jazz um, language, your jazz vocabulary that you're going to be using to improvise. This is fertile ground. There is a lot that we can get from from doing these exercises. So the next pattern in this series, uh, ascending, descending motion. We're going to start on our third, and we're going to move chromatically from our third up to our flat five. Right? Then we're going to descend using a minor arpeggio, but we're going to go right through that flat five to that fifth again, and then come down our C minor chord, which is like a root position shape. So we get this. Nice. Really nice sound. Nice, easy, simple idea. But let's listen to it now with an ensemble and see and hear how hip it sounds. Here we go.
again, the simplest ideas always seem to be the best, right? Keep it simple. It's great. Okay, now pattern number three within this series of ascending, descending motion. Again, we start with our chromaticism, but we start on our fifth, and we move up to the seventh, which will be B flat. And then we begin our descent from there. We're going to grab that C minor arpeggio again in root position. So we're going to start on the fifth, G, and descend down to the root. So we get... Nice. So, let's take a listen to this. I think you're going to enjoy this just as much. So here we go. Wow. Again, right? Just trying to keep it very simple, not doodling around, just playing the pattern, focusing on a nice jazz feel, a nice jazz articulation, uh, repetition, playing it over and over again. Now, of course, once you get comfortable with these ideas, with these patterns, with this motion, you can begin exploring uh, various tempos. Kick it up a notch, right? Kick it up a few notches. The, the, then it takes on a whole different, a whole different feel, a whole different sound. Uh, change the style. You, you don't always have to play it in a swing style. Try these ideas with a bossa nova groove, something different, and you'll see it takes on a whole new flavor, new flair. So um, these ideas are going to be stretched a long ways for you and helping you develop your improvisational skills. So we're halfway done here today, right? We've done six. We've done two types of motion, ascending, ascending motion, and ascending, descending motion. So our next category is descending, descending motion. But the thought process, again, remains 100% the same. We're going to use our chromaticism followed by the minor arpeggio. So starting with descending, descending motion, we're going to start with our C up on top, and we're going to descend down to the 6. So we're descending down to the note A, and then we're going to just come continue our descent, descending from the 5th of C minor down to the root. So that C minor triad is in root position. So again, start on the C, above middle C, descending chromatically to the A, continuing our descent to the root, starting on the fifth. So we get... Nice.
right? Again, don't need the ensemble. It's nice to hear that in a musical context. But when I'm playing like that, I actually hear the ensemble, even though it's not there. So let's bring in the ensemble and now hear that descending, descending motion with our, with our ensemble and see what we think. Here we go. Good stuff. Very, very good stuff. Great, great motion, great line, great idea. So now, pattern number two within our descending, descending motion. We're going to start our chromaticism with our entry point being the third of C minor. So we're going to start on our E flat. And we're going to descend to the root using eighth notes again. And then we're going to continue our descent, starting with the fifth of C minor and down to the root, E flat, C, right? So we get just a little variation, a little different sound than what we just played uh, with pattern number one. I love it. So let's bring our ensemble in and let's take a listen to pattern number two within the descending, descending motion, starting on the third, chromaticism down to the root, followed by the minor arpeggio from the fifth down to the root. Here we go, let's listen. many great ideas, right? Just way too many great ideas to start practicing. How fun. But wait, we have a few more before you run off to the piano. So here's pattern number three using our descending, descending motion. We move now to the fifth is our entry point. So we start our chromaticism from the fifth of C minor, so from the G. And we're going to descend, right? We're going to descend down to our major third. 
Wow, E natural. We're, I thought we were talking about C minor. Well, we are. But we're going to move through that E, right? So it's a nice little tension that resolves very quickly. So we got our G down to the th major third, which is E natural, followed by our descent minor arpeggio, starting on the third, which is the E flat, down to the fifth. So that is a second inversion C minor triad, right? So we get... See, now that major third doesn't sound so bad, does it? Because we're moving through it. Nice. Let's bring the ensemble in and take a listen. Too cool. This is a great idea, great line. Let's listen. Well, there you have it, right? Three great melodic ideas to practice using descending, descending motion, using minor chromaticism, followed by a simple minor arpeggio. You cannot go wrong. If you play those ideas with the right jazz feel and articulation, you are going to raise some eyebrows. It sounds fantastic. So now, let's go to our last grouping which is going to be descending, ascending motion, right? Descending, ascending motion. So again, we're going to start with our C, uh, our root, and we're going to use our chromaticism to descend in eighth notes down to the, to the six or to the note A. But now we're going to ascend using a minor arpeggio, and I'm going to grab with my thumb, the fifth of C minor, and then move up to the third. So that's a C minor in second inversion again, right? So I'm getting this. I just kind of fall into that fifth from that chromatic scale. So with my voicing underneath it. Nice. Now, let's bring our ensemble in and hear what that sounds like with our drummer and our bass player and our guitarist along with us. Here we go.
hard to beat, really hard to beat. It's a great melodic idea. Great minor arpeggio, minor chromaticism, minor arpeggio idea. So now, pattern number two with an our descending ascending motion. We're going to get we're going to use our chromaticism again at the start. So we we begin with the third this time. And we descend to the root using chromaticism. And then I'm going to grab my thumb. I'm going to grab my G, the G below that C with my thumb. And ascend up to the third. So it's that C minor uh, arpeggio again and second inversion. So I get this. Nice. So now let's bring our ensemble in and hear that in the context of a band. Here we go. Wow, so many, so many great melodic ideas, right? So many great improvisational motifs that you can begin using. If somebody asks me which one is my favorite, can't pick, can't do it. I like them all. They are, they, they're all valuable. They should all be practiced, um, and they, and they all sound great. I just can't pick a favorite one. And yet, we still have one more to do, right? So we have a descending, ascending motion, except this time we're going to start on the fifth. So I'm going to start on my G right above middle C. I'm going to descend down to the third, major third. So I'm descending down to my E natural. And now I'm going to ascend using a minor arpeggio starting on E flat and go up to my C, G, C. So that's the C minor triad in first inversion. So I get this. Nice. Really pretty. Really great idea. So let's bring our ensemble in. Let's listen to this and let's see what we think. Here we go.
we have covered a lot of ground. Twelve today in today's lesson, minor chromaticism. We used minor chromatic ideas, right, to develop 12 patterns, 12 motifs that we can begin practicing to help us develop improvisational language, improvisational vocabulary, right? And we used ascending, ascending motion, ascending, descending motion, descending, descending motion, and descending, ascending motion, right? It's very, um, uh, very intellectual. It's very methodical, right? Remember last week, the quote, the Einstein quote, right? That creativity is simply intelligence, having fun, right? Notice how we're using our conceptual understanding, our intellectual understanding of harmonic structure and scales to put together ideas, you, you, thinking logically, right? Musical lines can only go up or down. So we're using ascending and descending motion. We're using our intellectual understanding of music to go about creating logical and musical lines and then practicing those with a jazz articulation and feel. It's very good. It's smart practice. It's the way to begin developing as a jazz pianist. It cannot be random thoughts and random ideas are not going to get you there. They never will. Your hands and ears can never go where they've never been. So this kind of practicing that we did today, absolutely essential. This kind of thinking that we did today, absolutely essential. So I hope that you have found this Jazz Piano Skills podcast lesson, Minor Chromaticism Part 1, to be insightful. And of course, I hope you found it to be extremely beneficial. Don't forget, SpeakPipe is now a part of Jazz Piano Skills. Send me a voicemail if you have any questions, any thoughts, any ideas, any comments. Send me, send me your ideas, right? I'd love to hear your voice. I'll respond right back to you with my voice right back to you so we can interact vocally. It's going to be fun, so don't forget it. You'll see the SpeakPipe widget right next to this podcast on the Jazz Piano Skills site if you're listening to the podcast at Jazz Piano Skills. Don't forget, there's a supplemental guide for this podcast episode that takes all 12 of these melodic ideas using chromaticism and arpeggio, minor arpeggio, minor chromaticism and minor arpeggios, taking all 12 of the ideas that we explored today and has them notated and outlined in all 12 keys. It's a great resource to have at your piano while you're practicing and playing these ideas. And also, you can get it this week for $2.50. Great deal. This week. After this week, it goes up to 5 bucks. Still, great deal. All 12 keys. When you're at Jazz Piano Skills, don't forget, check out Jazz Piano Skills courses uh, very extensive courses and lessons that have uh, detailed instruction and illustrations, in-depth educational talks, very much like what these podcast uh, lessons and talks are, uh, are about and how they're structured, interactive learning media, traditional guides and worksheets that you can download, high-definition video demonstrations in all 12 keys so you can see my hands and fingerings. 
play-along tracks, lead sheets, professional support, on and on and on. Also, all the courses have, uh, you can access them easily, mobile access on any of your devices, whether they be your desktop or laptop computer, your tablet or your phone, or yes, even your watch. I have some folks telling me that they do listening and doing the courses on their watch, which is amazing to me. Uh, don't forget to register and become a active participant in the Jazz Piano Skills Forum. Uh, there's a forum, again, specifically for this podcast episode, as well as all of my podcast episodes. So uh, go out there, go to Jazz Piano Skills, become an active participant. Everyone wants to hear from you. So please don't be shy. Get involved. So that's it for now. Please, everyone stay safe and healthy this week. And until next week, enjoy this amazing journey. And most of all, have fun as you discover, learn, and play jazz piano.